0: Hello, and as always, a very warm welcome on this Friday's episode of The Change and Evolve Letter. Narcissism, episode one. We all have narcissistic traits. In our day and age, narcissism appears to be spreading like wildfire. And sometimes it feels like we're surrounded by them. I believe that above all, the circumstances of the past three years, again, play a major role. To make one thing clear, we all carry narcissistic traits within us. And that's a good thing, because we need them for survival. And as survival has become more challenging due to the measures we have been enduring, I believe that these narcissistic traits have been amplified many times over in so many people. Having said this, well, I will be doing a series on narcissism, on NPD, Narcissistic Personality Disorder, the different types of narcissists, how to reveal a narcissist, how to stop feeding a narcissist, and how to heal from narcissistic abuse, which has become much too common. Firstly I would like to share with you why I'm writing this series. There are actually two significant reasons why I decided to do this. And the first one is my, my very own personal experience with narcissists and my very long journey to recovery from the abuse. The second reason is that I wish to clarify what narcissism is and hopefully help one or the other to better understand what it is, what is happening to them when they are in contact with a narcissist, why it is happening, help them in the healing process and also to help avoid them in the future. To start this, well, I suppose I have to tell my, my own story first. And I'm not doing this to gain sympathy or even understanding, don't get me wrong. This is simple, simply a first-hand experience and journey. And to be honest, I was struggling for quite some time to start this series, as it, well, in a way it exposes me and it makes me, well, makes me very vulnerable. But I also see it as a chance to continue my own healing process, and if I can help others with this, well, that would just be the cherry on the icing. Admittedly, I have fallen for narcissists several times in my life. The reason why this could happen to me repeatedly is simple, and as obvious as it was, it took me quite a long time to actually make sense of it. I was raised by a full-blown narcissist, my mother. And even when I had overcome all that had happened to me as a child, I nevertheless found myself in a long-term relationship with a narcissist two times in my life. It was something I was drawn to, as it was something that was so deeply familiar to me I knew since the day I was born how to deal with it, not realizing how incredibly toxic this is and yet still trying to make it work, trying to make it right. So it was a bit like a bad habit that you can't really shake. You know, you know it is bad for you, but you do it anyway. I knew the breadcrumbing, the hoovering, followed by the love bombing, the short high that made it seem all worth it, and the inve- inevitable gaslighting, and the discard. And I will dive deeper into this in the course of the series. My mother was not so-called overt or grandiose narcissist of the absolute worst kind. And don't forget, as a child, You are dependent on your parents. And being dependent on a narcissist, it's a challenge, and survival is key. But I found my survival mechanisms over time. Children are unbelievably resilient. One of these mechanisms, to me, was music. To this day, music is something that helps me in any situation. But I was also unbelievably lucky to have a wonderful big sister. And I believe it is fair to say that we saved one another. My little brother that was almost 13 years younger than me and 17 years younger than my sister was not so lucky. He had full exposure to my mother and was alone. Well, my father was not ever interested in us and unfortunately completely useless. So he fled into drug abuse, which my mother even controlled at a certain point, resulting in his death at the age of 27 in 2007. I cannot remember my mother or my father showing us children love or kindness, except when we were in public or when we had guests. So she knew the difference and did everything deliberately. That was something that took me an unbelievably long time to realize, as I always excused her behavior by convincing myself that she did the best she could and that she didn't know any better. And yet she did. Does any of this sound familiar? My mother always felt called to higher things, and always let us feel it. Basically, it was us children who ruined her life. She made that very clear. My mother was never at fault and always the, vic- the victim. And believe me, she perfected that role over time. My mother played the piano quite well, but in her own eyes, she had what it took to be a famous concert pianist. My mother was quite a good horse rider. She used to come back from the stable and always tell us that there was this horse that was so difficult and nervous, and only she could ride it, because no one else had her amazing ability and skills. As I was a curious child, I once had the audacity to ask her who had ridden the horse before she went riding there. Well, that was a tantamount to an insult to Her Majesty and was reprimanded accordingly. In my mother's eyes, we daughters were her worst competition. I was not allowed to learn horse riding or learn to play the piano, and I know today that she could not take the risk that I could have possibly been any better than her, nor the possibility of exposing her constant lies. It would have meant that her house of cards could have collapsed. And this is something that had to be protected by all means. My mother also made it very clear that she had married beneath her. She never had a good word to say about our father in front of our children either. Though it should be mentioned that the two really deserved each other. Yet that's a completely different story. My mother always played our father off against us. He was the bad guy, she was the good one. And in my mother's eyes, she should have married a lord, a prince, or best of all, a king. It has to be mentioned that my mother never achieved anything in her life, but was, was firmly convinced that she was entitled only to the very best. And as long as I can remember, she was an unhappy and envious individual. I think you start to get a picture of this person. We were never physically abused, but there was plenty of psychological, or narcissistic abuse. I won't talk about the things my sister experienced that I was too young to be aware of or even remember. Because that's not my story to tell. But when we were punished, it was usually with love withdrawal. (laughs) Well, although that would require that there was love. So let's call it deprivation of attention. So when we made a mistake and wanted to apologize, it was usually, it's all right. In three, and this number could vary, days. So we were non-existent for that number of days. And as a child, this is probably one of the most cruelest and hurtful things you can experience apart from physical abuse. As children, we are dependent wards who are at the mercy of our parents. My go-to survival mechanism was to be away from home as much as possible. If there was ever any chance... To be outside with friends or have a sleepover somewhere, I would grab it. Pretty much anything to not be at home. And the best times were when we had guests or were somewhere in public. My parents were the kindest and most caring people you can imagine when others were present. (laughs) The show was Oscar worthy. And as a child, well, of course, I loved these moments and I enjoyed them. We also had great birthday parties as children as we had others over to our place and the show had to go on. And to this day, I love my birthday. When my mother wanted something from us, she would either guilt or love bomb us into compliance and it usually worked. It's funny that I can remember making the decision never to be like my mother at the age of seven, (laughs) I guess. I instinctively knew that what she was doing was wrong. I really don't want to bore you with any more details, but I believe you get the picture. What I can tell you, though, and I think this is very important, is that I do not see myself as someone that had a terrible childhood or as a victim. I may have had providers instead of parents, but nevertheless... I had the opportunity to live abroad and to make some amazing experiences that other children never had. And for that, I'm endlessly grateful. Also, my parents taught me one of the most important lessons ever, and that is how not to do things. And raising my own children, I did everything I could to not fall into what I was raised with. And for the most part, well, looking at my children today, I do hope I succeeded. We encounter narcissists in our homes, in our relationships, in our workplaces. A relationship with a narcissist, depending on how pronounced the narcissism actually is, is difficult to say the least and almost always toxic. And in my next letter, I will give you some insight into one of the different types of narcissism, because there are huge differences, as you will see over the weeks. Speaking of weeks, my song of the week is, I mentioned that music is one of the things that always helped me, and still does. And this amazing song by Andrea Triana, Dance the Pain Away, well, it could be my hymn for my love of music unfortunately i could not find a video so here's the spotify link directly to the song listen to it it's i think it's amazing and of course it has been added to the spotify playlist where you can find every song ever added to the change and evolve letter like it share it or as always just listen to great music my poem of the week is once again one by Emily Dickinson who lived from 1830 to 1886 and it's called I took my power in my hand I took my power in my hand and went against the world twas not so much as David had but I was twice as bold I ain't my pebble, but myself was all the one that fell. Was it Goliath? Was it too large? Or was myself too small? And as an impression, well, this is just a snapshot of Mr. Spock not wanting me to go shopping and taking a nap in my basket. So, um... And also, one more information, because for very personal reasons, I will be concentrating a large part of my work and expertise on helping people who have become victims of narcissistic abuse and, well, helping them find the road to healing. So if you are interested or know someone, it's just one click away. I will always happily take the time for a speed coaching call or just go to my website or hit reply and get in touch with me directly. So thank you so much for your time, for listening to me. And if you know anyone that has been subjected to narcissistic abuse, please share this letter with them. And if you enjoyed this letter or found it interesting, leave a heart and a comment. And of course, as always, I wish you an amazing weekend. Yours, Tanya.